With the first day of school quickly approaching, many of us as parents are faced with the time-consuming decision around the extracurriculars or enrichment programs that our children are going to participate in this fall. Whether you have a toddler, preschooler, elementary age child, chances are you would like an opportunity for your child to engage with kids their age and learn some new skills. But that's not a decision easily made. You have to research the programs, choose which is best for your family, and try to balance it out with all the other commitments already on your calendar. I'm going to walk you through my own mindset around extracurriculars, both as a parent and a teacher, so that you can walk away with peace of mind knowing how to make the best selections for your child and your family as a whole. If that's what you need more of in your life today, you're in the right place. Let's simplify things together. I'm Erin Christopoulos, a mother of two and teacher-turned-mom strategist who puts the pieces of mom life together so you don't have to. I get that you're short on time and don't have the capacity to figure out everything on your own, which is why I'm here, to help you get clear on where to put your focus while protecting your time and energy so you can actually enjoy these years with your little ones. I'm ditching the overwhelming and unrealistic one-size-fits-all tactics and replacing them with an approach that's practical and personal because I believe your family is one of a kind with its own qualities and values that deserve an adaptable approach, offering support and encouragement where you need it most. From honest conversations and mindset shifts to practical tips and sustainable strategies, consider this your customizable guide to mom life. With the tools and resources you need at your fingertips, you'll finally have the confidence and clarity you need to bring more intention and ease to everyday life so that you and your family thrive. This is the Mom Life Handbook. I'm not sure where you're at in your back to school prep, but we are staring down seven days before school is back in session for our family. And I'll tell you, it is flying by. In fact, today's episode is very off the cuff. I am home with two kids and no one in sight to be able to help even for a few minutes. I am flying by the seat of my pants right now. So I hope that in this week's episode, as we talk about extracurriculars, that you find this maybe looser, more conversational format that's a little less structured, helpful nevertheless. And who knows, maybe you'll prefer this style as opposed to me really thinking through my talking points in advance. Uh, Let me know your thoughts. Send me a DM on Instagram at Mom Life Handbook. I always love hearing from you. And if this is an episode that really resonates with you, I love to hear it. And specifically, if the Mom Life Handbook podcast is a show that you've been looking forward to tuning into every week, please take a moment to head over to the show and rate it. It takes you less than 10 seconds to let the podcast platform know you're liking this show. That's really meaningful because it helps push the show out to more moms who are looking for a show like this. But I can't do that without you. And it's been a minute since anyone's left a review for this show. And I'll tell you what, it is so meaningful when you take the time to say how this show is improving your life as a mom. When someone comes across the Mom Life Handbook podcast and they see your authentic real take on how this show is helping you, they're more likely to check it out. 
And I'll tell you what, you have been a quiet crowd, but you are a growing community of moms. We've doubled our listenership in the past month, and that's huge. That's twice as many moms getting the support that they're looking for in the past 30 days alone. And I know that the more each of you can take a moment to pay it forward by leaving a super simple review of what you like about this show, the more impact this free resource is going to have for so many other moms who are just like you. So thank you for taking the time to do that. I love hearing from you, whether it's in my DMs or reading your reviews. That touch point means the world to me. So please don't be shy. Connect with me in a way that feels right for you. And since so many of you are getting ready for that first day of school, I want to make sure that you know about my free resource where I've put together five back-to-school tasks that I think you're probably overlooking. These are the things that, as a mom, I've thought, oh man, I should have done this sooner. Or as a teacher, where I'm like, oh, if only parents knew about this. And I know that they are going to help you feel more focused really narrow in on things that will make a difference in your day-to-day life as a family and will also save you time and effort. If you want to grab that download, it's at momlifehandbook.com slash school checklist. It's totally free and right after you pop in your name and email address, it'll show up in your inbox and you've got it there for this year and all the years to come. It's really helpful. So let's talk extracurriculars. I've had several of you reach out to me and say, what's the deal with extracurriculars? They're driving me crazy. I don't know what to pick. I don't know how many extracurriculars my child should be in. I can't believe how expensive these are. And what do I do about it? So I thought this was the perfect time to just share my thoughts and give you some things to think about. I'm definitely not going to tell you what you should do. As you know, with all things Mom Life Handbook, the whole philosophy here is to give you guidance and insight that brings some clarity and peace of mind by helping you navigate your decisions in a way that really fit your values, your personality, your lifestyle. I think that that is so important. It is something that is so needed in the parenting space because deep down, you know what's best for your family. No one else does. There's no right or wrong way to navigate extracurricular activities. So the one thing that I always think about when deciding with Jason which extracurricular activities our kids are going to be a part of, we have to really think about the give and take. So what you put into extracurriculars for your family takes away from other things that your family could be putting their time and effort into. Now, this again is, first of all, going to look different depending on your lifestyle. If you have to do after school care for your child because you're working a nine to five, then maybe you would like the option of letting your child do some after school enrichment so they're not sitting in after school care five days a week. I get that. Which, by the way, not knocking after school care. Fun fact, I used to be a site director for the YMCA after school programs all through undergrad. So I'm here for those programs. They really are helpful and beneficial to our kids. It's peace of mind knowing our kids are accounted for in a safe place and they can often feel very at ease especially if they're in their own school for the after school care it's nice for them to be able to be there but I also get that doing that every afternoon can become boring for some kids and it is a perfect time to fit in those opportunities for extracurriculars if they're going to be doing something after school where you're not going to be with them But with that said, I know that I have often 
been paralyzed when it comes to making a decision or committing to an extracurricular when I start thinking about just logistics alone. With Jason and I both working from home, we have flexibility of taking our kids to extracurriculars after school. But there's a part of me that also doesn't want our family to be going off in separate directions every day after school. Now, is that my personal value system? It is. So just think about what matters to you. Um, To me, when we are going in separate directions every day after school, it's taking away from our time as a family. And it's also taking away from my children's opportunities to have a little bit of unstructured time at home, which I do feel is really important. Now, Theo's going into fourth grade this year, so he will probably be a little busier after school than he has been in the past. But ever since our kids have been in elementary school or maybe even preschool, they've only had one extracurricular after school. Now, they also used to do swim lessons on Saturdays, but that was it. So max two activities a week. Now, as Theo's gotten older, he's ended up having, you know, a practice a week for a sport and then also a day to compete. So that was two days a week, but he was no longer doing swim lessons. And this worked well for us because it has given us an opportunity to minimize the sense of running around each and every day. It's allowed for the kids to have a nice balance between time at home and time out doing activities. And it's also ensured that we always have transportation covered. We haven't had to worry about carpooling or not being able to get our kiddos to their activities because we haven't double booked ourselves. And then thinking back to when the kids were, say, toddlers, I would do more mommy and me classes with the kids at that time, like in the summers, for example, when I was home. I did not do them during the school year with the kids because I was working at school every day and it wasn't really an option to do something after school when they were so young. They had to get home, have a little playtime with me and Jason and eat some dinner and go to bed. But if you are in a situation where you're home with your children or you have some flexibility in your work schedule and you are home with them a few days a week and you want to find an activity or two for them to do, I think it's great. We used to do music classes, gymnastics, swim lessons, art classes, and those were all great. But I think that what's so great about those younger ages is that you can just go when it's right for you. So look for opportunities, too, where they have like punch cards where you're just buying the classes and then you have some flexibility around when you go. So I think that considering what's this give and take look like for your family? What are you gaining by having your child do these extracurriculars? And what is it costing you by having them do it? And it'll help you kind of gauge what the right balance is going to be for you. Now, the benefits of doing extracurriculars or enrichment programs for your child are that you're allowing them to develop other skill sets beyond just academics. I feel like this is so important because this is where you really learn a lot of the quote unquote life skills that your kids need, right? It's kind of like, all the soft skills that you would want them to have fully developed before they hit their adult years. So you want them to be curious about learning new skills and exploring new interests. Oftentimes, these are opportunities for our children to really hone their skills in teamwork, in perseverance. It also allows them to have a safe environment where they can experience making mistakes or having to practice a skill over and over and over again and see how that effort turns into improvement. 
And for a lot of these, there are often opportunities for performance where they're getting up on stage or in front of a crowd and performing whatever it is that they've been working on. These are all so important for our kids to get comfortable with now before they're too self-conscious, right? We want them to just know like, okay, I've done this before. Um, to have maybe some of those big, scary feelings of being nervous, anxious, or overwhelmed by the thought of having to do something in front of other people. These extracurriculars encourage our children to take safe risks. They feel risky, but really in the big picture, they're very safe opportunities for them to try, maybe fail, maybe fall short, or maybe do really well. And I want my kids to be familiar with that feeling of nervousness, of anticipation now so that they're not scared of it when they have to face those feelings in middle school, high school, undergrad, out in the workforce. I would much rather them become familiar with that now. So think about what qualities you want your child to develop through participating in extracurriculars. And then also consider what are their interests? What can you foster in terms of what they already love? Because chances are it's a great opportunity for them to discover something they're really passionate about. Now, extracurriculars can cost an arm and a leg. So I wanted to touch on how you could save money on these extracurriculars. And the first is, let's limit the number of extracurriculars you have. I touched on this already, but I want my kids to have some unstructured time. Most kids have so much structured time in their day that when they are faced with unstructured time, they honestly don't even know what to do with it. Kids are losing their opportunities to be creative, to just relax and be kids. So I want you to consider what is your child's week already look like? Is it really structured? The older they get, the more structured it becomes for sure. So depending on the age of your child, it, it's going to vary. But, you know, when I think about, say, Theo in fourth grade this year, he's getting up. He's going to before school clubs. He's in school all day till about four. Then probably three to four days a week this year, he's going to have a practice of some sort or a game. That's a lot. It's really just two commitments, but they're two days each. So that's really pushing it. We're left with now just three days where there's some unstructured time. And I think that that's okay. It's all things that he's interested in, but it's definitely going to be a shift. And I want my kids to know that having that unstructured time, that downtime is important. I think too many of us as adults struggle with not having that or we feel like we don't deserve that downtime or that if we take that downtime that we're falling behind and nothing could be further from the truth. But it is very much a cultural norm to not take a pause. So I'm always very cognizant of, you know, what's that right balance for our family? And then also the perk of that is we end up saving some money. Now, Stella's in first grade this year, and right now she's just signed up for one extracurricular. She'll go to gymnastics class once a week, and that feels good. I work with her every day after school on her reading, and so that takes, you know, a good 15 or 20 minutes, and that's already adding then more structure to her day. So I'm okay with her having that one extracurricular. We might add in some horseback riding lessons. Um... But again, then that would only be two days a week. And that feels very appropriate for a seven-year-old, for our family. 
Now, another way to save some money is to opt for drop-in or short-term classes. This is a little bit easier when you have younger kids, but just be on the lookout. I know that there's a dance studio by us that our kids love to go to. It's like a yoga class. You can just sign up on MindBody and choose the class you want to go to. And we go some Saturdays when we're free. And then we don't go on the Saturdays where we're not free or we just want to lie low. That is a great option. Um, So look for those kinds of classes at like a local rec center. The YMCA often does very short-term classes for kids that don't go like a whole season. You could look at art studios for drop-in classes or workshops. Also, there are many times where an elementary school will offer after-school classes or even tutoring that those could be free of charge or very low cost. So be sure to see if your child's school offers anything like that. And then if you feel like you would qualify for scholarships, inquire about them. See if there's an opportunity to pay what you feel you can afford. And also keep in mind that if your child qualifies for free or reduced lunches, that extends to things like after school activities. So just make sure that you touch base with the coordinator about that because there's no reason to spend that extra money that you may not have to ensure that your kids have access to extracurriculars. There are plenty of opportunities available to make those programs more accessible for your child. So don't rule those out. And then also, I really like at-home enrichment opportunities. This kind of goes back to this idea of like a drop-in or a short-term class. If you look at programs like OutSchool, where you can just choose a topic of your child's interest, I'll put a link in the show notes. I think I have a promo code to save you some money on a class. I think it's like $15 off your first class, and most of the classes are like under 20 bucks. I think most are like 10. So I use them to teach Theo how to tie his shoes. He also learned how to do Rubik's Cube by taking a couple of classes with them. Like they're so simple to sign up for and they have such a range of interests. They can be academic, they can be skills-based, or they can just be more that kind of enrichment type of learning. And then also look into apps that teach your kids skills. So um, one that comes to mind that we use is Dribble Up. I'll see if I have a code for that to save you money too. It's a smart sports program. So you can get like a soccer ball, a basketball. They may have added other things now, but um, like Theo can join a live class virtually where he's working on dribbling skills with a coach and there's a leaderboard. It's the coolest thing, but he can also just do on-demand classes where he, you know, has 10 minutes and he wants to practice his spider dribble. He can hop on there and do that. And there's a coach that's leading the class. He can practice those skills, still earn points. And I think that there, I don't pay for that subscription. I think Jason set that up, but I want to say it's like five or 10 bucks a month. Hold on. Let me look. Ooh, actually there's a new smart baseball glove. That's really cool. So you pay for the subscription and then it's good for up to six family members. So I like that you're just paying one price for that monthly subscription. The membership is for unlimited sports and fitness classes and it's $17 a month plus tax. So let's just say it's 20 bucks a month. You're looking at five bucks a week. So that's a really great option for your kiddos who maybe have an interest in a particular sport. That's just one example. I think that There are plenty of other great apps out there that allow our kids to develop new skills without having to pay for a live instructor. 
per se. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on extracurriculars. What are your kids planning on? What do you plan on enrolling your kids in for this fall session or spring session, depending on when you're tuning in? How has this episode helped give you peace of mind or a little bit of clarity around what's best for your family? Again, you can't really go wrong. It's about what your family values, whether that's time or development of skills or relying on it as a form of childcare. At the end of the day, I don't want you making your decisions based on what another family is doing. What they're doing is what's right for their family. Hopefully they're not making decisions based on what other families are doing as well, but it happens. Don't worry about what another kid is doing and don't use that as your gauge of whether that's right for your child. Instead, really turn inward and consider what does my child need at this point in their development? What are my family's priorities in terms of time, financial investment, and the potential stress that all these activities could add into the family dynamic. Once you're clear on that, it'll be much easier to know how many extracurriculars are right for your child. And then from there, you can really focus in on which programs are best going to support your child's interests and development and needs. And as we wrap up this week's episode, remember, mom life is complex, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Here's to leading with purpose and intention as you simplify mom life in the week ahead. You've just finished another episode of the Mom Life Handbook podcast. Remember to check out the episode description for all the important links and highlights from today's show. While you're there, tap the subscribe button so that new episodes are always at your fingertips. Before you go, I'd really appreciate hearing your thoughts about the show. It takes as little as 30 seconds to leave a review and your honest thoughts help me create a better show and help other moms discover it too. And if this episode really helped you out, go ahead and hit the share button to text it to a friend or share it on social media. You never know who in your life might benefit from a little extra support. Don't forget, there are lots of ways to stay connected beyond the podcast. Head over to momlifehandbook.com for additional resources or to learn about how to work with me. And be sure to follow along on Instagram at momlifehandbook. Send me a DM to say hey or to share your thoughts on today's episode. Connecting with you personally is what I really love most. And just in case you need to hear it today, you're doing an incredible job. I know it doesn't always feel like it, but you're here learning how to be better and do better. Keep working to bring more intention and ease into your life and know that I'm right here cheering you on. You're creating a beautiful journey for you and your family. I am so proud of you.